Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week we've got a very special episode for you. It's not an episode review, it's simply the season nine recap. How you going, Mitch? I'm well already I feel like you're lying to people by calling this a very special episode, but I'm good. How are you? It's just filler. No, no, we, we haven't done one since season one, I don't think. No, because I've been... we did one and we realised pretty quickly that it was a waste of time to, to review the stuff that we'd only just reviewed. But we've got a few more years of experience under the belt now and hopefully we'll be able to spin this into something worth listening to. Well, basically the first one was just, hey, how funny was it when this happened and how funny was it when that happened? I think that's all this will be as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be doing our top 10, so your top 5, my top 5 episodes from the season. Yep. Not necessarily saying that it's the the best, it's just my favourites. And you said you've also got your 5 favourite moments Yeah, I jotted down a few just like, not even necessarily from my favourite episodes, but just a few notable moments and some overall thoughts that's worth reflecting on season 9. I I kid around about this being a complete waste of time. Um, I think with most seasons it probably is, but with this one, because of the amount of flack that season nine gets and we've touched on it a few times throughout the reviews that it's uh it's really a lot better than i think a lot of people remember it for so definitely it's it's worth just sort of revisiting and and giving a little bit of a you know shout out to season nine for the journey that was it's funny i went out on facebook today and said we're just about to start season 10 which are going to start next week with light of the dance good episode can't wait to review it and people are saying oh the show's finished now you should stop the podcast i'm like why why is it on the oh, podcast? is this on the main Facebook? Yeah, on the page? main page. Yeah. yeah, right. So many people are saying, "Oh, the show gets shit now. It's going to be, it's going to ruin the podcast." I'm like, I don't think so. Those, well, given that 99 percent of people don't actually listen to the podcasts that are on the <laughs> Facebook page, uh, I'm not sure that I'll take their opinions too but highly. 40 percent of the comments were, "There's a podcast." Yeah, yeah exactly right. <laughs> There's a podcast. Well, they should stop it. <laughs> should we talk about like just the podcast in general over the last nine years? No, not nine years. Nine Five seasons. Years. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, four, four, four years. No, 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 no. I never, ever, ever want to get into self-reviewing. As pretentious as I even I am, that is not anything that I'm ever going to do. Well, thank everybody for listening over the past I'm happy years, to do anyway. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the community. Thanks for all of that. Yeah. But I'm not going to talk about us. Okay. It's just one thing that I flat out refuse to but do. You're right, though. Season 9, a lot of people sort of put it as the end of like the golden era of the show. Yeah. I don't... I don't think people necessarily say it's a bad season. They just say this is where the season, this is the season where it starts to get bad. Yeah. And there were a couple of episodes here where you sort of went, eh, I'm starting to see sort of the cracks appear. But overall, though, it was really solid. Yeah. We'll dive into it in depth. Before we do, yes. I have a special message that I need to read out this week. Is it? But you said there was nothing special about this episode. Not about the episode, but about the message. Oh, what's the message? The Does it happen to involve a very special stage show in Melbourne, does it? Uh, you are right on the money, Dando. Yes, so the Gilbert and Sullivan Opera Victoria is presenting a double bill of HMS Pinafore and Cox and Box, which I'm not sure I gave enough credit to last time no, we did this review. I don't recall at all. I, like, I'm not the world's biggest Gilbert and Sullivan fan, let's be honest, but Cox... And Box. Cox and Box or Cox in a Box? I assume Cox and Box is the post-midnight show and that HMS Pinafore will take it up. So HMS Pinafore for the kids, Cox and Box, adults only. Uh, at the Darabin Arts and Entertainment Centre in Preston, Melbourne, featuring the songs We Sail the Ocean Blue, Little Buttercup, and He is an English Man, made famous by Sideshow Bob's unforgettable one-man performance in Cape Fear. Well, the Sideshow Bob made that famous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was also um, briefly uh, used in the West Wing, I want to say, season. Two. 
good season. It's when Ainsley Hayes is introduced at the very least, and they're all, well, the first four are all good seasons for the West Wing. Anyway, uh, the Timeless Classic is running from October 4th to the 6th with two nightly performances and two matinees. Head to gsov.org.au to purchase your tickets. They are available for $45, as little as $39. I, I must be, I'm assuming it's $45 for the night, $39 for the matinee. I wouldn't know because I'm going for free. So if you book yourself a ticket, you might be lucky enough to be sitting alongside Mitch as he sings along to the two or three songs that he knows. If they called you up on stage, would you do it? And he himself has said it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> for one, people one more time, where can they find the tickets? gsov.org.au Righty. Shall we get into our season nine recap? Not a recap, just a sort of a bit of a review, I guess you could say. No, I think recap is the word. Recap's the word? Yeah. But recapping just discussing what happened, isn't it? As if to say like this... Well, re- okay. Well, uh, yeah. Giving our thoughts. It's a blend. Yes. Our thoughts. Our overall thoughts on season nine. Um, I... Honestly, think that it's probably a more even season than season eight, even though season eight has higher peaks. In what way? I remember the end of season eight really starting to drag. It had some bad, like not just average episodes. The end of season eight has some bad episodes. I'm just looking up season eight now. So we've got The Secret War of Lisa Simpson. Not bad. Spin-off Showcase. That's terrible. Yeah, pretty. Like it's, it's good for what it was meant to be. The spin-off showcase has one good segment, and the rest of it was awful. But we get Homer's enemy, which you don't like as much as everyone else. It's okay, but yeah, no, that Marge, wasn't my problem. In Marge, we trust, which is pretty good. Yeah, the old man and the Lisa, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, I'll give you that. The canine mutiny, grade school. Uh, canine mutiny, not so much. Grade school confidential, and then the beer baron. Is that so, how it ends? That's going from end backwards. Yeah. Okay. I did, maybe spin-off showcases just left a sour taste in my mouth, but I definitely remember some <laughs> one, other... The one episode. <laughs> I definitely remember other episodes in season eight that were not great, that felt like they had been, you know, a, a, a massive step down from where they started. Before that one, we've got the, the, the Frasier episode, Brother from Another Series, Homer's Phobia, Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie, Springfield Files, Mountain of Itchy Madness. and Scratchy and Poochie, not a good episode. Don't like it. No. Let's not talk about season eight. <laughs> should, should, let's do that. What didn't you like about Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie? Um... No, I don't know. It's, it's too fine. self-referential. With the it, no, it's, it's an okay episode. It's fine. Yeah, but anyway, season nine. So you think it's more? So you're saying season eight was? I think the the best of season eight and the worst of season eight are poles apart, whereas the okay. best of season nine and the worst of season nine are closer. Season nine is like a Mitch Duncan, and season eight is like a Tom Hawkins. <laughs> that he's either local reference for the week. He's either kicking seven goals, and you know. His team's riding him to victory, or he's kicking no goals four weeks in a row. I'm actually looking through season nine, trying to find an episode that I don't like. And I will say, probably the two misses in the house of Pima Petalons, one I didn't really enjoy. Yeah, I remember enjoy. you not really enjoying that, but I all, still thought that was decent enough. All singing or dancing is essentially a clip show. Yeah, it's um, a bad clip show. Besides that, there aren't many bad, there aren't any bad ones. It's actually, it's a pretty solid season. It is. And I think that it actually got better as it went along. I, I reckon too. finished strongly and partially that's, we'd, we'd mentioned about the sort of hodgepodge of showrunners that were involved in this. So yeah. A couple episodes that were hangovers from season eight, then a, uh, yeah, Mike stepped, and Al, yeah, Bill and Josh. Yeah. Bill John and Josh stepped order. in for like one or two. Then like it, it just, I think by the time they got to the end of it, it felt more consistent and 
that they'd started to find their groove. The new team had started to find their groove and that became apparent as it went on. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a season that doesn't get the love that it deserves. Hmm. But I, I, looking through the, the episodes now, I can't say I enjoy season nine more than season eight, but I just I enjoyed it a lot more than I expected to. Yeah, it's I wouldn't necessarily say that either, but I still think that it's... I, I, okay, I'll tell you what. Anyone who think Anyone large... Maybe not anyone... But for the most part, if you see people online going, oh, season nine is where they died. It was where the show died. No. They've probably just regurgitated an opinion from somewhere else because it was cool and that's the easy thing to do online. Yeah, it is the easy thing to do. Yeah. Season nine, the first nine seasons are the best. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, like this is coming from a person who thinks that, frankly, the show peaked around season three, four, and that it's been on a gradual decline ever since. And that's not a criticism on five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's just that that's, you know, that's the nature of a peak. Once you get there, you're there. You, you can't hold it. That would be a plateau. You know what I've found this season is that when you go back to season eight, I feel like I laughed more this season. I feel like this episode focused more on just trying to make people laugh as opposed to trying to tell a, an emotional story. I don't think season eight had much emotional storytelling at all, though, really. You don't reckon? Marge, we trust. My sister, my sitter. Homer's phobia. There's nothing emotional about my sister, my sitter. It's just Bart being a dick and so then breaking his It is Bart being a, a dick, isn't it? <laughs> and bad babysitting. Season 8. Yeah, I guess. No, you, you are right. Yeah, I'm looking through them now. Like Springfield Files, you only move twice. The Homer They Fall. Yeah. Season 8 and Season 9 aren't all that different, really, are they? Not massively. Just Homer, I, feel like the, I feel like the character of Homer changed a little bit in Season 9, though. He became more more oblivious to the world around him. Yeah. Yeah. More prone to being injured and not showing any signs of It's also pain. a lot less of Homer at the power plant. Yeah. In season nine. It's and more, I guess, more wacky schemes, I guess you could say. Yeah, and I guess that's largely because there's only so much that you can milk the power plant for. Yeah. And after eight seasons, you start to run out of ideas, so you need to push him into new environments. But there's very, very little of him at work. There really is. You're right. Dumbbell and Demony was one that you didn't like. Mo when he gets a girlfriend. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't enjoy that episode. No. <laughs> at all. <laughs> But overall, so Not, there hasn't been many weeks where this podcast has felt like work. But that was one of them. Yeah, uh, your favourite moments. What have you got? Um, so most of them were quotes, to be perfectly honest. But are these my, are these like a top five or anything, or just random order? I, well, it's not in like five to one, but these were five of my favourite. Five, moments. your five favourites. Yep. Yeah, uh, and I'm sure there's things I forgot because this was just me scanning through episodes. Yeah, going starting with a list of like ten things out of twenty two. So I'm, you know, there's a lot that that misses out here, but. Uh, we covered it in Trash of the Titans. I just love Steve Martin's delivery of, ah, uh, it's so satisfying to leave you wallowing in the mess you've made. You're screwed. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> I love the, what button? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you're screwed. Goodbye is a mic drop before mic drops existed. Yeah. It's just the ultimate, I'm out. Yeah. Fuck you all. Yeah. You've yeah. made this mess. I'm off. I feel like season nine had some really good guest appearances that don't get enough kudos. Like Steve Martin, for example, Jim Varney in mm. Bart Carney. The other one that I love, really, really adore this just because of how simple it is um, and the fact that it's James L. Jones. But mm. the children were saved by, oh, let's say Mo. Yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> an ending that used to annoy me, but it doesn't anymore. It's just such a throwaway. Yeah. Forget the plot holes. Forget everything about The that. episode is just a giant plot hole. Yeah. It's just <laughs> none of it matters. No. And that's what I really, really like. Yep. Just the way it's thrown away. It's a brave idea and it's a simple idea. Uh, and it's one that would have taken so long to hit on, I think, like I, to actually, come to that. I, I feel like it maybe that ending is one of the reasons why people use it as an example. This is where the show gave up. 
Like it's no, just, I it's don't a, think that at I all. I don't think so, but I think a lot of people use it as an example. Well, they shouldn't because that's genius shouldn't. comedy writing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what. That, back to my point, I feel like this season made me laugh a lot more. Mm. I think the best ever quote from Snake is in this. Premium? Premium, dude. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, little bandit. Yeah. <laughs> this, it, like, Snake's always got that real explosive kind of delivery, but that one in particular, everything... That he, he's just a man's passion for his car. Yeah, yeah. Like, they almost give Snake positive cause to want to like, cut his head off. <laughs> well, to be in the right a little bit that Homer is treating that car badly. Walter White style. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. It could be a cool sub, um, subplot. Snake has cancer. Um, but, like, the, the, everything that he does in that episode, like, screw the honor system. My car needs me. It's just, yeah, that's all really great. Yeah, yeah. Um, Going back to the first episode, Homer's whiz at the oh, top of the trade yeah, center. Trade centers. Oh, that's good stuff from Dan. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's real. It's like he's actually taking the piss in the we'll recording studio. There. <laughs> we, we have, have been, all there. been there. I'm there nearly every mil- in the middle of the night, every time. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. I'm too an old man late, now. Too many late night beverages. Yeah, 2 a.m. consistently. Mm. Oh, oh, you know what happened to me this morning at fucked if I know what time, but night time. Time, time where I should still be sleeping. I had a dream where I'd pissed. Uh-oh. So then I... You always wake up scared. Yeah, and I woke up and went, oh, thank God it was a dream. But then I became very aware of how much pain I was in downstairs. I was yeah. like, uh-oh, I need to piss. Yeah. But go, because I... Go, go, So I leapt out of bed, but because I was still in a bit of dream state, my legs weren't working oh, out. Oh, no. And I just... I hit the ground. My legs didn't work. I fell forward and headbutted the wall. <laughs> Did it hurt? <laughs> yeah, a little. <laughs> luckily, I missed the corner. I kind of got just the blaster. And and again, luckily, I didn't go through it. But Does Ash know this happened? Or no, was she dead asleep? No, I haven't had a chance to tell her yet. But yeah, so, <laughs> but it was just this thing of like my body failed me. But I didn't have time to be embarrassed or ashamed or anything about that. I just had to use my <laughs> arms to drag myself to the toilet. <laughs> I was like, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. It's one of those moments though, where you just sort of sit there and go, I'm not dead. Just carry on. Yeah. <laughs> am, I, am I okay? Yes. C- yep. Continue. Yes. Vital signs. <laughs> Vital signs, good. Bladder, critical. <laughs> and uh, my fi- uh, my final comes from the final episode, and it's just the uh, amazing sound effect of naked Homer sliding on the, window? the glass church window. Yeah. Yeah. Just on the and, roof, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah, but like window roof. Yeah, and yeah. the amazing... Quick-thinking oh quick priest, <laughs> oh my ass! That just gaze up at God's beautiful ceiling, and now at God's beautiful floor. Eyes on the floor, still on the floor, always, always on God's floor. I <laughs> uh, absolutely loved that episode. But yeah, good moments. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of others that you've forgotten about. But yeah, so listeners out there, write in mailbagfullfingerdiscount.com.au. What were your favourite moments from season nine? Now, Mitch, do you want to get into our top ten, or was there something else you wanted to discuss first? Um, because this is just a, just you know, just shooting the breeze. I built a shed on the weekend. You built a shed. Yeah. Wow. I had a Simpsons Flat quote. Pack? Simpsons quote that went around to nobody. It was um, is it a pool yet? <laughs> you said it to yourself. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I uh, thought you were gonna say you stood on a nail. Fiddle dee dee. Fiddle dee dee. That will require a tetanus shot. Uh, I can't imagine you building. I can imagine you reading a flat pack. Yeah, it was like an Absco shed from Bunnings. Oh, okay. So it was one yeah. of those ones that comes out of a box. You didn't just go source the wood from the outback somewhere and build it yourself. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> but I did like I did do all the drilling and the and the snapping together and the pop riveting on my own. 
Did you at any point consider I mean, building it from scratch? Like go to Bunnings, look at all the woods and go, can I do this? No. Pretend like you knew what you are looking Absolutely at. Absolutely did not. <laughs> I asked the Bunnings man where every item that I needed was. <laughs> Just, oh, and actually, I've hit it on an idea, a multi-million dollar idea for an app, I believe. You're going to give it out for free right now? Bunnings Store Locator. Like, because the Bunnings, and I don't know why Bunnings haven't done this themselves, because the Bunnings staff can punch in a stock code and go, uh, it's aisle 26 bay 8. Um like, they know, you know, just by looking that up, exactly where it is in any given store. So, why the fuck is that not available to the public? Because you walk around this thing, it's got 50 different aisles. Why don't we do that? Yeah. Fuck these podcasts. Yeah, like, the, the, the Bunnings thing, like, that's gold. That's real. It, Patent it, pending. Are we sure it doesn't exist? I'm pretty sure it doesn't exist. Well, surely it, it should be more widespread promoted it if it is. like, advertised if it what did. Maybe they don't want you to know where everything is because they don't want you to go to exactly where you want. Because the, the thing about Bunnings is you go there and you walk around and you mm. see something yeah, true. that you didn't. You always leave with something that you didn't go to a buy. Hmm. So maybe that's the way they do it. I bought an axe on the way over here. I didn't need an axe. <laughs> I just wanted one. <laughs> to chop the wood? For your wood buyer? Yeah, it is to chop wood. I, I, I semi needed an axe. And I was a little concerned. I don't know why. I, I, didn't one. Go in, I didn't go in for the axe, though. I went in to buy yeah. some Sally's to patch up. Um, a slight leak in my roof where I cut the flu, and I uh, walked out with an axe. Bunnings because like- I just thought, you know what? At some point, I might get a bit of wood that's a bit too big. Or you watch a shiny and you want to cosplay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It wasn't full size. I, I decided to not be too terrifying and just got like, well, American Psycho. I should have got like a shiny American mm. Psycho reflective axe. But no, it's just like a more of a hatchet, somewhere between an axe and a hatchet. A hatchet? Is that what they're called? I don't know. I just made Shouldn't it up. Be. <laughs> it's like your phone when you're checking it for the time you pull it out you search through Facebook through your emails and then put it back in your pocket and forget to check time that's yep. what Bunnings is you go there to buy a broom and you walk out with an axe and suddenly you're watching porn <laughs> <laughs> and you don't know how it happened <laughs> have you ever opened your phone and forgot that you'd watched porn and it was the last thing you, no, no no I've never done that bullshit no, 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 incognito mode, and then you get like the little close, close all tabs. No, I've I've never done that, but I've had people do that to me. Yeah. Um, previous job, someone that needed help resetting an internet banking password, um, passed me their phone over just so we could try to see if it was their app or if it was something else. And when they unlocked it, just real hardcore gay porn on the front. <laughs> Um, lemon party or whatever it was? It wasn't lemon party. It wasn't like disgustingly... It wasn't the sort of thing that's designed to freak you out. It was just what they were into. Do you know, I think it was my 16th birthday. I may have told this on the podcast already. We had a computer at home mm. and my friend just assumed it was my computer. Mm. PC, old school computer. It was my mum's and he put Tub Girl as the background on the desktop. Oh, dear. <laughs> Did I get in trouble or what? <sighs> my mum opened it up. While the party was still on, screamed, raced up to the lounge room. I know we yeah. spoke about Tub Girl when we did the Simpsons audio commentary, the movie. We did, yeah. yeah. Why? At How length. did that come up? Well, because I got sick of trying to keep up with the movie, so <laughs> I just sidetracked it. <laughs> don't Google Tub Girl, people. Do not do it. <laughs> going to be Just by saying, don't Google Tub Girl, I can guarantee 40 emails have already got to come through. <laughs> like, ah! <laughs> Someone's already posted it in the, in the uh, patron group. <laughs> the impressive thing about Tub Girl that I've always found is the velocity that must have been... You've, I think you said this, and yeah. the accuracy. <laughs> yeah, the accuracy for sure. <laughs> but, like, I just feel like there'd be so many takes of that where it just kind of embarrassingly dribbles down your lower back. 
I don't know why that was. It. I don't want to. And then the it. other thing is, what if you go too far and hit the roof? Like, how do you like the control? Is it, really it reminds impressive. me of Eminem's film clip that. Never uh, uh, the vomit uh, projectile vomit. Oh, I never saw the film clip. Oh, anyway. okay. I think it's. I don't know what the song is. I don't really know many Eminem songs. The, no, 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 no. Is it that one? I don't know. Da, 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 <laughs> I know the one da, you're trying da. to sing. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah. Year eight. That's when it came out, one yeah. of those songs. But I only uh, know you forgot about Dre. It's like the only oh, and Stan. They're the only two Eminem songs that I like. Uh, this looks like a job for me. Follow me. Is oh, that yeah, the that's one? not too bad. That's the yeah. one. I think that's, that's the one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to yeah. us, white boys yeah. talking about. I don't know he is white. Talk about yeah. white boy rap. <laughs> yeah, we're allowed to talk about him. Yeah. Alrighty, season nine. Let's get into number ten. So mm-hmm. let's go with your number five. Yeah, and there might be double ups here. So the yeah, the top well, ten actually, might be a top three. Let's try and guess what each other's top five will be before, and don't actually say it. Oh. Should we try and guess? What do you mean? Don't actually like. Say so it? I'll I'll do. I'll try and predict what yours I'll is. I'll just go. Yeah, I guessed all five. I'll try and predict what yours is. You try and predict what mine is, and at the end we'll see how many of we got right. All right then. So I reckon for a shoe in, you've got Realty Bites. I reckon you'll have the Cartridge Family, Realty Bites, Principal and the Pauper, mm, Simpson Tired, and Girly, and the Last Temptation of Crust. That's my five for you. Mm, interesting. Uh, I'm just going to bring up the episode list. That's yeah, fine. Let's see how well you know me. I haven't listened to a lot that you've said over the years, I'll be honest. <laughs> I've had to listen to you of the editing process. All right. Well, Lisa the Simpson will be yours. Uh, City of New York versus Homer Simpson. Are you a trouble with trillions, man? You do like trillions. <laughs> I'm going to say trouble with trillions is in there. Trash of the Titans and Dust Bus. Locked in, Eddie. Let's see who wins. I forget what you said. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember either. I think you've... No, oh, I don't want to give it away. No, anyway. just, you're number five. Uh, oh, well, these weren't in particular order. I went, I went from one to five. Okay. Do you want to spend a minute and try and put them in order? No. Okay. That'll do my head in. Okay. You're and then I'll probably drop one out of the top five and bring another one okay. in. Okay. So, uh, in no particular order... The don't, joy don't, of, don't read them all out. Just do one at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Joy of Sect. Okay, cool. Yep. Uh, got in there. Um, I, I, I've re-looked over my notes about The Joy of Sect and it really... Uh, the thing that strikes me about that is probably spoke about it at the time just how relevant it still feels today like it's less about cults cults and references to cults in sitcoms and stuff like that were way bigger in the 90s uh I well, scientology parried a lot in the 90s uh without not by name but there was always some sort of cult that references was going on it, like yeah. you remember um seinfeld i think it was the cleaners oh or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah like that but like virtually every big show would do would reference a cult at some point but what the joy of sect does do really well now is just it still skewers the willingness of people to believe in misinformation and this how easily it is to spread misinformation and uh, I guess how simple it can be to just call people out by you know well, you're welcome to leave but do you mind telling us why and like preying on that kind of insecurity of of the average human being all that sort of stuff still super relevant to this day and that's why I really like that episode and it's funny as fuck it's also one of those episodes that incorporates a lot of Springfield into it and I really enjoy mm. those ones yeah. um, and you also get the great interaction with characters that you wouldn't normally get so Reverend and Willie yeah exactly yeah uh, yeah choir boy noodle arm choir boy <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Kilt yeah. <laughs> and we get the hover bikes yeah a really really solid episode yeah my number five I've actually got a couple of special mentions first okay so a special mention to the Cartridge family. It's a really controversial episode. It was in the U- was more in the UK than it was in the US, I believe. Yeah. So the UK didn't want to air it. 
But I just think it's it's one of those ones where, like you said as well, with Joy said, it's still relevant today. Yep. But I appreciated that it didn't rely too heavy on one side. Mm-hmm. So the Simpsons tend to do that sometimes, but here... Yeah, they're very left-leaning overall. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, and Homer having the gun, whilst he was portrayed as stupid throughout the whole episode, which he is, he's very, you know, uh, irresponsible. Massively. But had he not had the gun at the end, they probably would have got shot by Snake. Ah, uh, yes, but if Snake didn't have a gun, no one would have been shot by yeah, Snake. Yeah, that is a good point. It just highlighted the issue with gun violence in America without being too in-your-face about it. And yeah. it's, I just really, really enjoyed it. Also, I'm a sucker for a Christmas episode, so Miracle on Evergreen Terrace is yeah. also one of my favourites as well. But my number five See, is... You, I don't, for me, Miracle on Evergreen was too much of a retread of Marge Be Not Proud. In, and, yeah, I guess about like doing something wrong at Christmas. Yeah, it, it felt too close to what they'd already done, and then randomly they're on Jeopardy. I think, I, I feel like Bart, he, he broke the law in March We Trust. Here, he did what any kid would do. Yeah, 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 true. But it was still Bart. Similar story. Thing. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. Bart lies, covers it up, truth comes out, gets fixed later. Yeah. Bart Carney is my number five. Okay, yes. I've always really enjoyed it. I love the carnival setting. It's just something about, it's a setting that we don't see very often on The Simpsons, I don't think ever again, mm. where they go to the carnival. But I just think Jim Varney did such a sensational job as Cooter. Yeah. It's one of my favourite guest appearances ever. And the, the good thing about it is at the end, I always love it how it's the bait and switch where Homer actually out... I know they're, they're dumb anyway, they're, they're carnies, but Homer actually does the right thing and outsmarts them and wins the house back. Yeah. I love when Homer and Bart do a scheme together. I think the scene in particular with Chief Wiggum and Homer is my favourite. It's a ring toss game. Yeah. Are you trying yeah, to do yeah. the bribe? Yeah. But I, yeah, overall, I just, think, I just love the... Remember that moment where I think it's come back from commercial and it's the morning and it's playing the music at the carnival? Yeah, that's cool. I really, I remember it made me think that squatters were going to be a much bigger problem in my adult life. Okay. I heard about squatters' rights. I was like, is this a thing? Why does anyone ever leave their house? No, it it is a thing though. Someone I know is actually going through an issue at the moment where they owned a house, then rented it out to try and make some money. And then the people stopped paying the rent and now they're, they legally are allowed to stay in the house and this person can't kick them out. It doesn't seem like it should be able to happen. No, well, this is I understand the, a grace period. This is in the UK. Yeah, it's yeah. now been three months, and they so the person whose house, who the, who the house belongs to, are now deemed as homeless, and those people aren't. Yeah, it's fucking backwards, what man. Kind of baffling bullshit is this? I know it's legit. Get Mary Poppins in there to sort that shit out. That's not a thing in Australia, is it? I don't know. Every, See, every I've never rented a house few, out, so I don't every know. Every few weeks, a current affair will do the the tenants from hell story. Yeah, but these these people, people are just not leaving, and they're yeah. not they, they can't be forced to leave because they've got nowhere to go. They're so the person whose house it is is homeless, and they're allowed to stay there. The council won't find them a house because they're in arrears. So they stop paying the rent, and now they're just squatting in the house. But they legally now can now stay there because the council can't find them a house because they're in arrears. Sounds like a good life plan, to be honest. I know, right? Rents for suckers. Uh, What are we going to go to next for me? I'll do... Well, yeah, one that you nailed straight away, Realty Bites. Yeah. Obviously, I've had it in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's not much to say about that episode that I haven't already said. It's just top-notch. Yeah. Um, First appearance of Gil. Yeah. I think, actually, if I was to do these in order, Realty Bites is my favourite from the season. Okay, cool. I've got one you mentioned before as well, Das Bus. Yes. It's a spot-on parody. It's just so absurd. I like it so much more. The older I get, the more I appreciate just how stupid it is. And you mentioned before the ending. Mm-hmm. It's just fantastic. It's like, this episode doesn't need to be wrapped up. This is what we're going to go with. Yeah. Some people could look at it as a slap in the face of the viewer, but it's not at all. It's what the, It just sort of sums up the episode as a whole, that ending. Yeah. But also, you get the great B plot, which just has that real nostalgia to it of 
the internet was just a new thing. Home mm. was starting his own internet business. Yeah. We get that great quote, uh, we have the internet on computers now. Yeah. <laughs> I think that a lot of people that are running the MBN probably still operate yeah. <laughs> in a similar way. Uh, another local reference. Um, but it's one of their best parodies, I reckon. It's almost the whole mm-hmm. episode is the parody. Yeah, most of it. It's all, I, I said, I remember when we did the review, I said it's almost non-canon. Just it's so wacky. Apart from the fact that nothing changes in it. Yeah, but, I yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next one for me, girly edition made mm-hmm. it in there. Yeah. And that was, I, again, I said girly and then I changed the last. Yeah, I know. Bad luck. <laughs> that was largely for me. I mean, I, I really enjoy movies like network and broadcast news and those sorts of things. And, um, even mad city the with room. Dustin Hoffman, the newsroom, like journalism has always been a thing that's fascinated me and anything that dives into what the difference between good journalism is and what entertainment infotainment infotainment (laughs) is yeah so i'm predisposed to really like that episode uh and and it also more maybe not more but as much as any other feels like it could have come from a season four or a season three yeah like it it didn't rely on gimmicks or hooks or anything like that it didn't rely on any out there zany schemes the idea of a kid's news thing is you know legitimate and believable so it was um, a good Bart episode. It is. Yeah. yeah. I, I just love his... <laughs> his letter opener. I, that and his recap of the fight between Kearney and, yeah, yeah. and Mr. Largo. The dog, do you want a stick? <laughs> I, I was a big fan of one man. No ducks. no ducks. Did you see the cricket meme? Yeah. Oh my God, that is one of the best things I've ever seen. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> one man and his ducks. I've gone with Simpson Tide. Has that made it to yep. your five? No. Really? I thought it might have. No. This is just non-stop laughs, this episode. It's another absurd one. That penguin scene sums up the entire episode. It is just insanity from start to finish, but you just you never stop laughing. Yeah, I'll give you that. It's a very, very funny episode. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't have anything going at... It's all one level. Yeah, it doesn't um, take itself too seriously. It knows what it is and it just delivers on it. Yeah. Uh, next one for me is the principal and the pauper okay. because I like to be contrary. <laughs> um, but I've, I'd always... made it for me. I'd always liked that episode. And when I was... Up until doing this podcast, I, you know, I, I don't spend time looking at Simpsons threads or uh, anything like that online. So, I didn't even know that it was controversial. Like, yeah. I, I had no idea that people wouldn't like this episode. Uh, so, it's, it's always been one that I really, really enjoyed. I love the dynamic between Principal Skinner and his mother. And I love that this dedicates most of an episode to exploring that as opposed to it just being a scene here or there in a season. Um, Voiced by the President of the United States. Yeah. And, yeah, well, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> um, and I like that there's a whole, there's a lot of world building that goes on with it. Like, I love Silhouette Night and how many silhouettes are on that wall. Like, there's just, it speaks so much to how long that, and how, how ingrained that relationship is in habit. That opening act is great where the kids are saying how much they love Principal Skinner. Yeah, it's it shows nice how much well. of an effect he's had on the children. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, solid entry. I've gone with the one we just reviewed, Natural Born Kisses. Yeah. I forgot okay. how great this episode Woo! really was. It's just so, so good. I think the older I get and now being married, I can relate to it a lot more. Mm. Thankfully, I haven't got to where they are in their relationship, but it just gives you an insight into where they're... An insight to the marriage where you never actually see. And I like where Marge becomes a bit of a risk taker. Yeah. Don't see her take risks very often and yeah. her just being willing to just stand nude in a, in a football field, I think it's cool for the character of Marge. Yeah, I like that as well. And her the, just... The losing inhibitions is a... And not like, you know, not just physical inhibition but mental inhibition yeah. is very cool. And I think they do things here that a lot of couples would like to try sometime. Mm. You know, just sort of just being a little bit risky here and there. Yeah. We haven't actually done it. Not, not don't expect you to actually reveal it but do you feel like there will come a time where you just go, you know what, fuck it, let's just go try it somewhere else. 
it's very cold in Victoria a lot of the time. It is. <laughs> what if you travel to a warm climate? Plays a part in it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, would you would you go to a Airbnb? Squeeze, squeeze Ash's butt in a church while we're in Paris. Does that count? <laughs> Your what? Just 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 a little like little squeeze. Oh, I thought you said something else. Then I was like, no, that's not allowed on this podcast. No. What did you think I said? <laughs> I thought you said buttons, as in like boobs. I was like, what? Who's ever called boobs buttons? I did. I I thought you. Don't worry. <laughs> no, no, I'm just talking about a little PG rated bum pat. That's, I'd do it all the time. Yeah, of course. Have you ever done it in front of her parents? Um. I did it once in England, oh, and then no, I don't think so. Didn't get in trouble, but regretted it instantly. Thinking, do they think I'm a creep? Mm. Was that inappropriate? I don't know. Is it inappropriate to slap your wife's bum in front of I her don't parents? Know. Did they know you were wearing her underwear at the time? Uh, yeah, I think they do know that. Yeah, okay. It's well, pretty obvious, isn't it? All bets are off then. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got for me? What's My your final last one? one is Lisa the skeptic. Lisa the skeptic. Yeah, wow. snuck in there. Um, and honestly. I think that was because it was one of the, prior to reviewing, it was one of the last ones that really stood out in my mind, in my memory. So, I think it had made a big impact on me when I was younger. Now, but, that's interesting. <laughs> uh, and, it, again, like, it's a really good Lisa episode. It's got cool animation. It does, it plays around with things. It does things different, but it also taps into timeless um Connotation, connotation is the wrong word, but it taps into that universal fear of angels could be real. Well, no, but like, is there a greater meaning to life? That's kind of what the episode delves into. At least it's like, no science is science, and that's all there is. But then there's this want to like, but is that the case? And am I doing the right thing if it's not the case? Um, There's a lot of the best moment is when, when she gets convinced at the end. Yeah. When she gets scared. Yeah. But there's a lot of existential crisis in that episode and it's mined very, very well for me. Yeah, I remember the, the moments between her and Marge. Remember Marge yeah. wants to believe and she sort of judges her for it? Yeah, yeah a little yeah. bit, yeah. And I've gone, you were correct, Lisa the Simpson. Yeah. I um, I sort of thought, well, I had it as my favourite in the book and I thought, I'm going to have to put it as my favourite here. Yeah, Otherwise, exactly it doesn't really right. make sense. But, Otherwise, the book's a lie. But I I don't think I laughed as much in Lisa the Simpson, but when I looked at it overall, to me, it's the most grounded episode of the season. To me, it feels like the most golden era-esque episode of the season where mm-hmm. it's nothing too wacky. Well, it's got a wacky B-plot. So, a lot of the my favorite episodes from the earlier seasons have a solid emotional story with a wacky B-plot. Yeah. Like, you got Homer with the sugar, um, the kids with the school uniforms, things like that. First, you have the A-plot. Yeah. <laughs> then, you have the B-plot. Then you get the laughter. But Frostilicus, just a fantastic B-plot. One yep. of those ones that really stands out. And you forget which episode it's in. And um, yeah, I just love the ending with all the different male Simpsons. Mm. Just, I step in front of cars and screw the drivers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, once again, that's a good Lisa episode. Yeah. But there you have it. They're our top 10 in no particular order. In no particular order but, at all. And no double ups. We didn't either. Yeah. I thought we'd... It's impressive. I thought Simpson Tide was one you were definitely going to do. Yeah, okay. So let's see how many I got right. So say your five again. Uh, my five were, I think you got three. Um, so, Realty Bites you had. Yes. Joy of Sect. No. Girly Edition. No. Principal and the Pauper. Yes. Oh, maybe you got two. Lisa the Skeptic. Nah, see, I, I yeah. did say you Girly Edition. You had Girly Edition and then you changed. I chicken yeah. shit it out. Yeah, yeah. Second guess myself. You said which one's for me? I forget. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you said Lisa the Simpson, which was a, yeah. a shoe-in. Same with Realty Bites for you. I believe you also said Das Bus, which is correct. Yep. Simpson Ooh. Tide. I just saw Lisa Sachs. Lisa Sachs, Lisa Sachs could have almost made it for me. Mm. It's a good episode. Um, City of New York did not make it for me. Yeah, it's true. Simpson Tide, I guess that from memory. Yeah, did you? Simpson Tide? Let's go. No, you it. said no. You said Trash of the Titans and oh, Trouble yeah. with Trillions. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. right. Yep. 
yeah, season nine, like we said, a very, very solid season. Thank you once again for sticking around for the nine seasons of the podcast. Mitch, what do you want to talk about to wrap up this show? Uh, not much. We're off to review... Season 10. Season 10, Light of the Dance. Um, we're into some territory where... Like, I've seen these episodes, but I don't rewatch them very I'm often. I'm really looking forward uh, to the fact that you haven't seen a lot of them. Yeah. Light of the Dance I've seen a few times, to be fair. But um, I'll tell you, or a little tease... Yeah. Um, Lisa Kudrow probably needs to start getting into more conversations about best guest stars. She's she very, fucking very good. really good, wasn't yeah. she? Yeah. You never ever hear about her, I guess because maybe season 10? I don't know. I think that's probably it, yeah. yeah. It just doesn't get the same level of notice. Even the ones in this season, season yeah. 9, Steve Martin and Jim Varney, were there any others in this season that were notable? Like, I think they're the ones, that, well, James L. Jones, but uh, they're the ones that stood out Who was the, the drill sergeant from Simpson Tired? Was that Did, somebody? Did they get... Um, oh, they had Helen Hunt and Dumbbell and Demony, Moe's yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah. She, did, she played the role well. Yeah, she did. Even though you didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like the episode. Nothing to do with Helen Hunt. No, no, no. Oh, Martin yeah. Sheen is principal. Yeah, Martin Sheen is principal, yeah. of course. Um, so, on the subject of a future guest star, Alec Baldwin had Ooh, yeah. uh, the comedy roast through okay. the weekend. Uh, so was it, I think it was over the weekend. It's when you just want to star in season 10. I don't know. Okay. But it's somewhere in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, he had the Comedy Central roast. It's going to air in September soonish in Australia. That's current. Um, there was a fucking yeah. amazing... So, you, obviously, in When You Dish Upon a Star, Alec and Kim Basinger are together. Yeah. Still married. And Ron Howard's their little lackey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Alec's daughter to Kim is, you know, delivering yeah. a roast at his thing. And she's like, you know, it can sometimes be really hard growing up in the shadow of a, like of a super... Oh, sorry, in the shadow of a really famous movie star. But I'm not here to talk about my mum and her Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Absolutely amazing bird. It was really great. Robert De Niro also delivered a fucking killer line of... Um, so this is post 30 Rock, then this is new, yeah? Yeah, this awesome. is, like I said, this just happened. Wow. Um, so Robert De Niro's line wasn't, a, wasn't so much a burn on Alec, but he was like, um, referenced Alec... Baldwin working with Woody Allen in a couple of different movies. He's like, Alec and Woody actually have quite a lot of common, except Alec only yelled at his daughter and Woody, well. <laughs> I was like, from Robert fucking yeah, yeah. De Niro, that joke. <laughs> I know Alec Baldwin's always been a massive star, but I feel like in the last, say, decade, he's really become sort of like, almost like a meme of himself. 30 Rock, 30 Rock really opened his eye, opened everyone's eyes to his Comedic styles. I a, a meme of himself is probably not the way I'd describe okay, it. Okay, uh, um, parody of himself. No, no, I don't even think he's. I, I feel like he's gone himself. like Jeff Goldblum style, like doing the commercials and whatnot. But I don't think he's been sending himself up there. He's just been sending characters up. Almost, but I feel like he's like playing we, his character from Thirty Rock now. Um. Okay, so it's more like his character has become Him. the real life. Yeah, persona. yeah. Like maybe the way, in, the, 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 the way he talks, now, the way he talks, like it's, it's just it's who he is now. A little bit of that, yeah. What is Jack? Is that his name on Thirty Rock? Jack? No, what's Jack Donaghy. Jack yeah. Don- yeah, yeah. But I think that I think it's actually probably the other way around, based on what I've seen in interviews. That Alec, if you watch Alec Baldwin on Inside the Actors Studio, which was well oh, before, so good. It's one of the best ever. That's been Inside, ten years ago now, isn't it? It's ages ago, yeah. yeah but yeah. it was what, before Thirty Rock. I'm positive. Really? You know, when okay. he t- talks about doing impressions and how to do yes, uh, younger Al Pacino versus older Al Pacino and doing Marlon Brando and everything like you see in that that this is a guy that has got amazing comic timing. Yeah. If you watch the best of Alec Baldwin on Saturday Night Live as well, like that's yeah. a really good DVD where he's like he's he's always had that comedy in him. He just that 
It's until, never really tapped into until in 30 movies. Rock, that never came out in film. No. Yeah. Or sort of in film or even, TV. Or even TV. But like it never came out on screen aside from that sort of comedy show. Thank you once again, guys, listening to our review of Season 9. Mitch, any final words for the listeners before we head into Season 10 of The Simpsons? Show's dead. Stop the podcast. Shh.